Well, it ain't Shrove Tuesday, because it's sure Fat Wednesday. So big and fat that it ate Shrove Tuesday and crapped out a Thursday. This is Pistol Shrimps, right? Hello, everyone. I didn't know Matt was recording. My name is Mark McConville. And my name is Muffalution. And we're just here doing our show. This is a mailbag episode, right, Matt? Right. But I'm Muffalution, Disneyland's new hit hot cover band, playing in Tomorrowland Terrace, Fridays. Playing 80s songs from bands such as... Life is a Highway, the band. Rick Dennison. Billy Joel McHale. Billy Joel Osmond. (laughs) I sing dead people. Osmond, not Osmond. (laughs) I sing dead people with my 18 brothers and sisters. dead people. (laughs) Well, listen, this is Pistol Shrimps Radio, and we're underway whether we like it or not. If you've never listened to Pistol Shrimps Radio before, back in 2015 or so, we started calling... Uh, women's recreational league basketball games here in Los Angeles, California. And that's not what this is. This is just us answering emails from people. So if you've written in <laughs> like a month ago, we're just finally getting to all these emails. And it's a lot. And uh, well, this may be a transitory phase where we're figuring out uh, how to redirect our feed. So if you're listening to this, we've succeeded um, because we're kind of taking the reins back to make this an independent podcast. This is not some that nuts it always and bolts stuff, but, Matt. Yeah, this yeah. Is I mean, behind I want, the curtain. I've said it many times recently that the Pistol Shrimps listener base is the listener base podcast wise that I want to grow old with, and so I think that they should know the state of the union of the podcast yeah. at all times. Yeah, yeah. So this is just where we're at. Yeah. Okay, we covered it. You want to read some emails? Let I want you to read them and I'll hear them. We have 67 emails. We'll never get through those. You don't think so? Because you have a podcast later and I have a podcast later. Yeah, this is Chris from Virginia. I've enjoyed listening to your show the last few years and your recent episodes have reminded me of how much I've missed it. The show's always a welcome distraction from some drudgery or unpleasant task. I have to say your friendship is my favorite part. I enjoy the good-natured back and forth and how you support each other's shenanigans without going for cheap put-downs. Fuck you. You're a real slate. Give me your jaw so I don't have to punch it off myself. (laughs) Hey, go poke yourself in the eye, you dim bulb. (laughs) You just, you're like that kid that likes to suck on a 9-volt battery all day. (laughs) Hey, you're a a used Ford Escort just sitting out in the sun getting its seats light pink instead of red. (laughs) You're a sex thief. I love those books. <laughs> Percy Jackson and, and the, the Sex, sex Thieves. Thieves. Uh, Thanks, Chris. Quality Jill daughter and uh, the Thunder Donor. Here uh, comes a, an email from Brennan. My brother? I don't think so. We'll see. Dear my favorite Billy Joel cover band. Could still be my brother. When my wife and I are watching a show or movie, she has to fast forward or leave the room during very awkward moments. I frequently poke fun at her for this. However, when Matt was screaming down Easter Alex at the top of his lungs, you could hear the echo of his voice louder than the action in the gym. I know how she felt. I didn't fast forward, though. I just laughed out loud in my quiet office. I hope you guys keep being amazing. As much as I love Super Ego, this may be my favorite podcast of all time. Oh. Keep honing, my boogies. Brendan. God, God no, bless No, Brennan. You. God bless you and your lack of judgment. Um... 
That's very nice of him to say, and I, I understand what that wife's going through, I think. Yeah. Have you ever edited a podcast and, like, you're editing it on, like, monitors, and, like, I'll be editing something and my wife will walk by or someone else will be in the house, and out of context, it's just... It's not like it's some crazy, horrible thing, but just weird. I mean, listen, imagine editing this podcast out of context. Right. Ash Wednesday's eating Shrove Tuesday, <laughs> and your mother-in-law's over. <laughs> eating your Shrove Tuesday. Yeah. It's just not enough to go around. No, I think out of context anything is weird. That's true. Okay. I often, my wife loves, um, like, a what, what I don't even know what it's called. The fashion shows, the fashion reality R- shows. Runway projects. Runway projects. And I'll come into that and just see, you know, a fight happening with fabric. Yeah. Just spraying all over the place. And I I have to just turn around. It doesn't make any sense to me. It short circuits me a little bit. I know. My wife watches all the housewives and I'm coming in and I'm going like, how come they have little charm bracelets on their wine glass stems? What? That's the thing. A charm bracelet for your wine glass? Yeah, it's so you know which glass is yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just take a Sharpie to every wine glass I ever drink out of. I break it and say, that's mine. Here we go. It's from Jeff and Kelsey. Really, it's just from Jeff. Real quick, is this a shared... I'm sorry. I'm getting an echo in my headphones, and I don't know if it's because your mic isn't pointed at you. Uh, is it better now? It is better now. Yeah. All right. I hope that's okay. This is a shared email address. How, where do you come down on that? I don't think it's a good idea. Because you got black market relationships going on? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. N- uh, um, no, I guess if it works for you, it works for you. I, I think, just have never understood it. I think those seem to be something that like people who were older when email came around did. Like, well, we'll just get one from me and Bruce. I guess in a way, though... Our house, like we have, a, we have one of them thermostats that you can control with your phone. Yeah, and so somebody has to register that, right? Because we don't have a shared email address, I so see. that's under me, either either me or her. Yeah, right. Any any smart device that's got to be somebody's department. But if you had a shared email address like this, you could just put it all on that. Good point. All right. Anyway, Jeff wants to say. It's been great having your voices pour nonsense into my ear holes once again. The show provided the soundtrack to one of the most important chapters of my life. I began listening to you guys around the time I started dating my future wife. During the course of the show, we got engaged, married, and moved across country. Wow. Moved across country. Uh, To top it all off, the podcast ended the week after our daughter was born. (gasps) So from the bottom of my heart, I like to say I love you both and thank you. Now go screw. Jeff. Should we market this podcast as both a marital and conception aid? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, it's a de facto one already. Yeah. But how many, raise your hands, how many people boning right now? (laughs) Okay, I'm seeing 120. That's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, P.S., can I get a shout out for my little girl, Ruthie? I'll play it for her one day. I'm sure it'll confuse the hell out of her, but getting to be a weird dad is part of the fun of having kids, isn't it? If you're a weird dad, you're going to have a weird mall kid. And I hope to God, Ruthie, that's what you are. This shout out comes to you via Pasadena, California by two guys who just like hanging out and shouting out too. Yeah. And I really do hope you end up being a weird mall kid. We need more of them on this planet. Yeah. Hey, speaking of shout outs. Yeah. I think we've got to give oh, two that's right. very important shout outs. 
This shout-out is brought to you by Pistol Shrimps Radio and goes straight out to Vanessa Rebert and John S. Long. They helped us figure out some technical stuff. They work at uh, Stitcher, and as we take our feedback, they helped us redirect it. And I think even re- gave it a fun name, didn't Yeah, but don't you shouldn't tell people it. what yeah. it is because... We won't. But, yeah. Let's just say it's uh, Billy Joel-related. But but it's not just what you think it is. So don't even... I don't know. Can you hijack a... I just learned what RSS feed stands for. What? Really, really simple, simple subscription. Really simple syndication. Oh. Well, I got it wrong. And it's never been simple. <laughs> it's been real. That's for sure, Betty. See you later. This is from Adam in Utah. Adam says, first off, can you still buy, or were they ever for sale, those Pistol Shrimps Field Notes notebooks? I collect and overly use notebooks and would die for one or two. I'm sorry to say they're not for sale. I got one right here on my desk. They're not for sale. They were made for a special. Mine's pristine. Yeah. Never been kissed. Never been kissed. You ever going to use it? You think you're just going to... I'm just going to kiss it. Yeah. That's what I would do with it's it, too. It's a kissing notebook. P.S. Matt, I bought two limited edition 007 moleskin notebooks. They're so rad. I don't think I even knew those existed. Well, Did you just you know. gr- growl? No, I think I had a little something in my throat. A bear? Yeah, it's a, I have a, I swallowed a bear. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do. Matt, my impression of your Giger was honestly one of the things that helped my girlfriend fall in love with me. What? <laughs> Soon to be fiance. I, we, we, we should get, uh, what's that company? Get Roman? Mm-hmm. They're the, like the, the boner pill people. Yeah. Discreet boner pills for you and your loved ones. Right. Brown paper packaging boner pills. But, I mean, look, this is the second email in a row where somebody has used this as a power well, of seduction. Now it's time to announce what our new podcast venture we've been teasing mm-hmm. is. It's just called Sproing. We're just going to try to get people together. Yeah. It's a podcast solely to be played when people make <laughs> Or courting each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Could you do something that would work for both? I don't think so. I don't think so. Hmm. Well, may, maybe like a, what is it, ASMR? Maybe. But then, it, yeah, this is, you anyway, know what? Never mind. We're not your, doing that. Keep your ears out for sproing on all the usual places. Podcast Pup Tent, <laughs> Podcast Peapod, and Podcast Parlor Games. Um, Mark, anytime my friends are hanging out, someone tries to talk about movies and has no idea what they're talking about, we instantly go into a Spider-Man 2 sketch. Well, sure, why not? Uh, you two and Amanda and Maria are truly a light in this world. Like so many of your fans, you've always helped me through tough times, especially this superego and spontaneous nation. Now it's any times you guys are on the big ones. God, I love that show. Please get Paul to bring back Dead Authors podcast. That was gold. That was fun. That was it's a good show. That was. I think he kind of run out though. He run out. Of, yeah. He he did go pretty long on that. He did. I mean, I remember towards the end doing one or two and looking at. He had kind of compiled a list of authors that here's some that are left These to choose are from, and they were Slim Pickens. I think one of them was actually Slim Pickens, the actor. Anyway, we all the fans could listen to you guys talk nonsense for hours. These mailbags have been amazing. I think your next podcast should be every time you guys hang out. Spend the first hour recording, talking about whatever you've been up to since the last time you hung out. Movies, books, trips, work, suffer cuddles. <laughs> sulfur cuddles? Oh, it is sulfur cuddles. I thought it said suffer. I gotta get my eyes checked. That way you don't have to set a schedule. It's ridiculous and plausible. Uh, that's from Adam. I like that idea, and that's essentially what this is. Yeah, that'll be what it is. This is from Mike F. 
Hi guys, big fan of the shrimps and your podcast. On the mailbag, Matt said he'd like to hear if there's interest from the fans uh, in a new podcast with y'all uh, with a Patreon. Please do it. I miss you. From Mike. All right. That's good enough for me. Also, these thank emails you, are from early January 2020. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt and Mark, thank you for the years of funny and fears of Yanni. Now we're talking. Been listening we're to Super Eagle, Pistol Shrimps, and most of Matt's 7,614 other podcasts probably since I heard one of you on the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Mm. Very upset I can't make it to Sketchfest to catch all that. That was good. That was a good little weekend. Yeah, that was. As a cast member. I'm always interested in hearing about former cast members. Disney Terminal. I'm sure there's not much you can share, but I'd enjoy hearing a story or two about those days. Thanks again, Skipper Dustin. Skipper Dustin? I never even hopscotched her clean surface out. You got any Disneyland (laughs) stories? Yeah. Cast member stories? I got lots, but I'm sort of saving them for something. Oh, but I'm seeing if I can dig into one right now. All um, I remember is when I first met Matt and we were doing this improv show at Disney's California Adventure. He would show up with like a 7-Eleven single serving uh, container of Lucky Charms and an Uncrustable. And that, I maybe, would? That's what you'd eat for breakfast. Oh, that's horrible. It's like you'd always show up with some sort of... Oh, man. Those little plastic containers of... of Really? Yeah. I, I just... I don't know why that is stuck in my brain. I don't even remember that. That it, uh, yeah. I, I always imagined you like stopping at a 7-Eleven or something on the way to work and getting... Uh, you definitely got Uncrustables. Yeah. It was un, a big... Uncrustable. Un yeah. The French... Un crustable. Um, wow. I I can't believe I subsided on that. Subsisted? Subsisted. And subsided. I've been off sugar for two months now. How's it going? My cholesterol has dropped precipitously. Yeah. I'm finally normal cholesterol again. You're going for negative? I am. I'm going to shed my cholesterol. Good and bad. I don't yeah. want any of it. Get it all out. Get it out. Why? Why wouldn't you get it all out? I guess you need some, right? Yeah, I think it regulates some uh, shit. Right? This is from Mike. Hi, Mike. Just wanted to thank you guys for continuing to fill my ears with balderdash and jabberwockies. In closing, <laughs> Upwester Google Nester. Is that a thing? <laughs> from Montauk to Block Island Sound, Mike. Down Easter, Alexa. Alexa. Yeah, Upwester yeah. Google Nester. Also, by the way, that story of you eating sugary cereal and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with no crust in a single plastic bag is not a Disneyland story. That's just, that could have happened if we worked at a typewriter factory. But now that you mention it, this was the time we were working at Disney and I once one morning at home had a bowl of Chucky alarms. And then as soon as I took the last bite, it all came right up. And that was the day where it tipped and I was suddenly lactose intolerant. Another Totally not <laughs> Disneyland story. That happened at your house. I forgot to tell you I was dressed as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Why not? Forest. Another you made my life much better story. Oh, is this going to make me cry? I have not read any of these, by the way. I don't know if I'm prepared for for this. Hey, Matt and Mark, started listening to your podcast after hearing you on Hello, Matt, from the Magic Tavern. 
and by the first Chloris Leachman, I was hooked. Finally, some guys that share my appreciation for Nine Nub, I thought. (laughs) That episode, Matt talked about visiting his ancestral home in Ireland and seeing a graveyard full of Gorleys, which makes me think about existence all the time. I've struggled with depression for a lot of my life, and your podcast always lifts my spirits with relentless silliness, humor, and goofballetry. It helped me get through some tough times, and I couldn't pass up this opportunity to thank you. Your podcast also turned me on to Super Ego, which I binged in about a week. Boy, what would that do to you? I don't know, but I I do think this listener, that means more than they would know, I think. Yeah. I know. Well, I don't know how people listen to this podcast on, like, like binge listen. Like, or repeat. Yeah. But they do it. And if you're hearing this for the eighth time... <laughs> Good on you, mate. I'm going to check out James Bonding next. And forgive me if you've already answered this question on that podcast, but what do you think of the fan theory that James Bond is a code name, and that's why actors keep changing? Dalton's 007 is killed in action, so they hire a new guy that looks like Pierce Brosnan, erase his given name, rename him James Bond. What do you think their names were before they were erased? Thanks for all the laughs, and may the force be with you both, Forrest. Well, that's an added part of the question that I really like. We have talked about this at length. Matt subscribes to that, Matt Myra. I wholly do not. You don't think that this is a continuation in a timeline? It can't be. It can't be. For one thing, they weren't trying that hard to connect things. You didn't have to do that. Like You didn't have to have franchise through-line cred back in the 60s as Mm -hmm. much. But Skyfall basically definitively ruins that because you see the gravestone of Daniel Craig's James Bond's parents, and their last name is Bond. Oh, sure. But that being said... Maybe they got lucky with that, though. Yeah. Well, it's a semi-common name. Uh, Sean Connery's James Bond's real name is Clayton Abernathy. That's Duke. I just realized. That's Duke from G.I. Joe? I think so. I don't know if it's... Is it Clayton Abernathy? Will you look it up? Sure. I'll look it up. Hold on, everybody. And George Lazenby is strangely just George Lazenby. That was Clayton. His... What's the last name again? Abernathy. Aber. And we're talking Duke from GI Joe. Okay. Hawk's real name is Clayton oh. M. Abernathy. Okay. He was born in Denver, Colorado. He comes from a wealthy family. All right, uh, Roger Moore is Samuel Popost. Uh-huh. Timothy Dalton is Timothy Talton. Pierce Brosnan is Pamisloth. And Daniel Craig is Donchukrakas. There you go, Forrest. I hope we've answered your question. He's Greek. This is from, I can't believe... That this guy's real name is what it says it is. <laughs> this guy's name is Steve H. Jacobson. No, it can't be real. Well, look. I mean, that is a common name, I guess. But I feel like throughout the throughout the history of Super Ego, Steve H. Jacobson shows up quite a bit. No doubt. But maybe that guy just changed his email account for a second to send that email. Well, his email. Well, okay, sure. Or what is his email? I don't want to say because yeah. then people can. But is it? I mean, is it confirm or, or dispel? Confirm. Wow, maybe he got. So, a- Steve, if you got a lot of emails from people, I'm sorry. <laughs> Though it's not. Yeah. Anyway, look, lightning round. Okay. This is from Steve. All right. H. Jacobson. Yeah. 
Lightning round. Who would win a fist fight between the following matchups? Mark Knopfler versus Eric Clapton. I think I'd go Knopfler. I'm going Knopfler. Yeah. I feel like Knopfler's a little more rough and tumble. Yeah. I think Clapton. Clapton always seemed a little... uh, He's more refined. A little high society to me. Yeah, but I think he had a rough childhood. So, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Clapton could probably scrap, but I think Knopfler is like working class. Yeah. He doesn't use a pick. No, he sure does not. So, yeah. Those fingers can yeah. do miracles. Right. Number two, T Bob versus Minmay. Matt, I defer to you. Boy, that's not that's just two different classes. I think Minmay's gonna win because T Bob's such a coward. Yeah, T Bob is just a de facto motorcycle with a face. A scooter with a one wheeled he's really BB 8s predecessor in many ways. But R two D twos Predecessor, antecessor, yeah, antecedent. This is a deep cut right here. Keep that. Number three, Eric Bilsma against Jesse <laughs> Ellison. <laughs> Your childhood bully oh against my, my no, childhood. Bully. Eric Bilsma was not a childhood childhood bully. He just happened to be the person I got into a fight with. And then when we were in the principal's office, he was like, "We shouldn't do this, right? We can just make up on our own." That's and right. He talked us down. We weren't even mad anymore. And he was so wonderful and did everything you should do in so life. So I think Jeff, Jesse Ellison's going to win that fight, probably. That but I'm. Was a but thug. I, I want to know Eric Bilsma. Borg Gullet versus Jabba the Hutt. Borg Gullet. Will know the truth. Did you come here to kill me? Um, I think Jabba's going to win that fight. But I don't think Jabba, like, what are we talking, Jedi Jabba or prequels Jabba? Because I don't think Jedi Jabba's getting around much, and all Borg Gullet's got to do is slime up on top of his head and read his hut thoughts. Although he is a hut, and maybe they're not, he's not a weak minded fool. He's not susceptible to that. But I don't know. Like, Borg Gullet isn't a Jedi mind tricker. He's just a. A boar gullet, you know. Tasu Leech versus Balatik. Tasu Leech, good to see you. Um, I think I'd go Balatik. Yeah, I could see it. Why don't you tell it to Conja Club? I will. Although Balatik got killed, I think, and Tasu Leech kept on living. Jaws versus Mayday. I think Mayday. I think she's scrappier. Good. Yeah. Bonus question. What's the best Def Leppard song and why is it Photograph? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I'd like to make a case for every song on Hysteria. Do you know this about me that I've now just realized that when it comes to stuff like this, I need to read the menu. Yeah. I need to look over well, an overview of the career. Rocket, Animal. Pour some sugar on me. Love bites. When you have love in your sights, watch out. Love bites. I like Animal, but that's probably... I am a casual at best Def Leppard fan. I'm formal. At worst. I feel like I was in the heyday of the MTV video countdown when the, when rock videos were still this is like doing stuff. Not... This isn't the, their album after Hysteria where, let's get, let's get, let's get rocked. No, Like that's... animated video about a high school fox. <laughs> Something, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, this is for, that's from Steve H. Jacobson. P.S. My favorite girly factoid is he used to do G.I. Joe stunt shows and have them all fall on little mattresses. 
That's true. And I made little pyrotechnics for them. And I refillable pyrotechnics on this little set I made. Also, the subject line of this email is, Hi, yeah, yeah, yo. Hi, I took a little brass tube to my neighbor. Swear to God, his name was Johnny Carson. Because <laughs> he had a drill press in his garage to drill descending sized holes in this little brass tube so I could hook it up with a rubber tube to a butane lighter and hide that little tube in the G.I. Joe set with a little um, electronic barbecue spark igniter. So when the G.I. Joe fell off the tower onto the mattress, you'd hit that little button and a a line of flame would go. Yeah. Yeah, you just got stunt showing your blood. Oh, man, do I ever. This is from Eric. Broadcast questions. In the last mailbag, you guys said we're asked about calling a sporting event as it happened on TV. I have heard of other podcasters doing things like this for live events. Can't recall the platform, but a film podcast that I listened to did a commentary online for the Oscars one year. And I've heard of people doing sports games. It might be. It doesn't say. Uh, Every so often... To help people that were joining in, they say would say out loud what was happening, like that a commercial break is ending now. So if you were watching live, you could rewind your DVR just enough mm. so that you were in sync. This process does exist. Maybe you'll try it out. Anyway, hope you're, hope you're having a nappy you here. <laughs> Again, it's from early January. That's from Elliot. Well, yeah, sure, we've yeah. tried out. Maybe that's something we'd do for Patreon if we get this new thing going. Yeah. But we could we could call like it didn't have to just be sporting events. It could be an episode of Narcos Mexico season two. Yeah, which it probably would be. Mm-hmm. This is from David. Subject: More Clapton. Thanks for answering my previous Clapton question. What do you guys think about his song "Pretending"? Oh, I love that song. That's when she said she was pretending, like she knew the plan. Speaking of 80s Clapton, did you know he has a song on the Back to the Future soundtrack? I didn't know that. What is it? Uh, Power of Love. Mm. Bonus, Eric Clapton opposite, Water Morty Handshake Ounce. Eric Water Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh, Eric Clap. What was it? Ounce. Handshake Ounce. Clap ton. Yeah. Pretty solid. Nice job, David. Pretty solid. This is uh, from Joel. Long time liker, short time writer, and I aim to make a message that could not be kinder. Your podcasts time. are a real ray of sunshine, say of runshine, and I'm always delighted to hear your voices in any context, but Pistol Shrimps Radio is truly something special. There's nothing else like it. I wish I could think of a good question, but I'm really just doing my patriotic duty writing in in the hopes of extending <laughs> this mailbag business for another episode. That- I want to wish all the best to you and yours and all the shrimps and boogies, past, present, and future. Get up, get up, and move with it, Joey. Now that's socialism at its best. Everybody yeah. pitches in, and we work for the common good. <laughs> uh, this is from Jason boogies this is two questions and advice on bringing pistol shrimps radio to live sports events okay so this thing that we mentioned casually people are into it mm-hmm. shrimps radio is the best podcast of all time and i say that with a guy as a guy with two different podcasts you guys are the best and i'm strongly into the idea of growing old together here are my questions when you came out to washington dc i missed out on the watergate meetup due to work and have held a grudge against my bosses ever since mm. Is there a verse in the scriptures that might help me get past my desire for revenge? In Colonicalus H. Bache, 
the the Deaver Bam man came down with some Tycho skin drums made from the vast deference of a vastly different type of go get And he and Clayton Abernathy, who is not Duke, but is Hawk and came from money, came down from the money tree with Phil Rizzuto and bought himself a baby time. A wandering firewoman then appeared out of nowhere from behind a bullberry bush. She had never seen a person before for she was a loner and spoke in a knell tongue. She got a paper cut from a goddamn sword, if you can believe that shit, and I forgot to tell you which scripture this is from because it's time for grab bag scriptures. <laughs> Open your appendix to Lion- uh, Lionel Snarfo 3 from Thundercats, the, the movie. I ought to help you. Uh, second question. What happened when the not-quite-full-size anvil that arrived when Mark wasn't around? After the episode, Mark said that Matt still had it, but if memory serves, Matt brought it up, the prospect of just leaving it in Mark's yard. Well, the only anvils left in anybody's yard are in my yard, and there's currently one out in my backyard. I have there an anvil, two. too. You do? What, what size is yours? It's. Um, I have two or three. Mine's not huge, but it's not small. But we have yet to see... Like a proper sized, like anvil. a wily e. coyote yes. lump on the f- top yeah. of the head. Kill anvil. a cartoon character sized anvil. I'm talking at least 18 inches long. And I saw one at uh, like a lighting and furniture store once that was proper size. That's the yeah. only one I've ever seen that is as yeah. big as what you're talking about. Maybe we never truly finish this podcast until the anvil comes. Uh, we talked about the idea of applying this to live sports, which is something I've got experience with. I'm part of a soccer podcast. Pocket this, uh, you go ahead and listen to the DC United podcast called filibuster. That's uh, Jason's podcast. We did something that might be legal for your purposes. We recorded ourselves during the championship game, making sure to provide a couple of audio cues to listeners so they could queue up the right moment with our audio, uh, with the actual game and then put it out in the world the next day. There isn't a way to do one live legally. Don't do this, but if you do, I will help bail you out of jail. The emotional connection you guys talked about is hard to replicate, but if you found a sporting event where you both cared about the team playing, it's not entirely impossible. For the record, no one ever arrested us for doing this. If you're in the D.C. region again, I will drive you to the still-open Boston market and buy you some chicken and delicious sides. This is a real offer. Let the Please let the actual Pistol Shrimps know that they are the only important basketball team on Earth. Go screw, Jason. Maybe we'll come by invite to amateur sport sporting events. You just yeah. got to fly us out, feed us moss and bark it, and give us each a mask toy. Joe Fisher writes in, which one would you want? Hondo McLean? Which Hondo McLean? He's got Firecracker and the, oh, the that OG, 57 Chevy. The original. Yeah, that... We've talked about it, but that firecracker, man, at first blush, you're like, this is shit. And then it became my favorite one. God bless him. Yeah. Me and Steamboat Willie, Steve McQueenan down at Crackman's Mulch, Joe from Ohio. Steve McQueenan. We're just, what are you doing this weekend? I was thinking about doing some Steve McQueenan. I'm going to drink some Steve McQuinine. Did you put uh, Gra- Stevie on my quinine? Grace Atkins writes in and says, this is what Valerie Plame's up to now. And then just there's I'm a trying, YouTube link. Like, obviously, we talked about how we would do live broadcasts, which I didn't remember. And clearly, we talked about Valerie. Oh, no, she's running for Congress. Oh, good for her. Good. All right. I hope she wins. Me too. Bob 
writes in, long time, first time, if you could create a character for yourself in Mask, what would his name be? What would your vehicle be? How would it change in battle form? Also, what would be the power of your mask? Thanks for all the hours of fun. Bob in Virginia, it's in the way that you use it. Did you see that picture I tagged you and Pete Bonavita in on Twitter? Someone, Someone I can't tell if it's a, a 3D rendering or it's real, yeah. but it's a matte tracker mask. Yeah. It looks incredible. Yeah. I would, I would probably have... My, my mask power would probably be sound-related, mm. I think. What's your name? Your, like, both your nickname and oh, your... Oh, I need Because you're, 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 you're like, Christian name has to be real. Well, it's probably Steve H. Jacobson. Yeah, I'm Clark Gobot. Uh-huh. And then my code... It's like a code oh, what, name, What's right? your mask called? My mask yeah. is called Sonic Boom. Okay. Which is probably a real one. Probably, I think. At, late in the game, maybe somebody... But yeah, mine just plays um, like just real slow Eric Clapton guitar bends. Oh yeah, like bluesy white man's blues guitar solos at a deafening level. I like that to sort of, and it can knock you down. Yeah, yeah, I could pin you to a wall with it. Yeah. Oh, that got me. <laughs> I'm Sly Rax. Sly Rax. I'm I'm Clark Gobot. My mask is called Stunt Show, and if I fire it, whoever's in my field of vision has to immediately start performing a stunt spectacular. So, and I'm assuming your vehicle would be like a broken down plane that transforms into a ball of fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a helicopter on a big pole. <laughs> Uh, my vehicle would be a car that turns into a boat, probably. Okay. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. Is that his name? Dusty. Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler? No, Dusty someone. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It might be Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. I Is Dusty it. Rhodes a better like pun name than Robin Banks? They're both in the same class. Yeah. Yeah. What about Dusty Bottoms? My favorite three amigo. Yeah. Mine's Ned Niederlander. Yeah. Another Niederlander event. Another Niederlander event. I can't think of Steve Martin's guy. Is it Guy? No. Uh, Dusty Bottoms, Ned Niederlander. I'm not looking it up. Guy Fieri. That's it. Max writes in, Dear Conman McProMetropolis and Glossy Brush... Glossy Bush Grant? Matt Gore. Bush. Gore, Gore versus Bush. Oh. Lee. Grant. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is good. Con man, Mark. Yeah. Mick. That's the same. Pro, con, Metropolisville. Okay, got it. Solid. Those are solid. Those- Apologize for contributing to this never-ending Zeno's paradox of a mailbag, but I need to write in and thank you for the laughs, silliness, and consistent delights on every single episode. It's in the way that... It's in the way you... It's in the way you go screws it. <laughs> He's just you should know that Mark put up his I was like, hold on stop me like you don't know what you're like this is a here. different thing. This is from Matthew in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Slowly I turned. I was so excited to hear the new mailbag episodes. My favorite bit from the podcast was that song Two Things in Worth Two Things in Life that Two Things in Life that Make It Worth Living. I believe the original the original lyrics went guitars attuned good and firm feeling women yeah. love the show. That's a real song, Luke Matthew. and Bach, Texas. That's Luke Only and Bach, Texas. Only two things in life that make it worth living: as guitars attuned good and firm feeling women. I don't need my name in the marquee lights. 
Cause I got my song and I got you with me tonight. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Luke and Buck, Texas, with Waylon and Willie and the boys. Matthew, if you want, go ahead and download Luke and Buck, Texas, wherever you get your music. It's a hell of a tune. Yeah. One ben, of my favorite songs of all Benjamin time. Benjamin Lee. New pod spoilers, question mark? Poon. Nod. I might have read this one already. That's another problem. I, I marked them all unread if I haven't read them, but I feel like I read this one. Anyway. Long uh, tong lime terst fime spoonerism. Mm-hmm. Just want to say that I love everything you do between Super Rigo, Pistol Shrimps, and your guest spots and some of my other favorite pods, such as Comedy Bang Bang and Spontaneation. I can't get enough of your voices in my ear gullets. I'm a queer black housekeeper in Taos, New Mexico, and your and spoonerisms. I'm here to say. <laughs> Your spoonerisms, free throw scriptures, and chloris leachments have kept me from strangling many a client. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Just wonder if we can get a few more spoilers on the new podcast idea. Maybe a free throw scripture to raise my spirits as I continue to clean up after privileged rich people. Me and Ding Dong Ragtime doing mopping up and Bleachman's Crank. Hmm. What's a good hint that isn't a total spoilie? Well, we've said that... It's not sports related. No, it is not. But it is out in the field. Yes. So to speak. Yes, there will be. Well, I don't want to say never the same location twice, but that is probably. That's that's at the core of it. Yeah. And there's there will be an opportunity for in-person listener reaction. I mean, interactions. Sure, but it's not likely. But one one concept we talk about, yes, that is true, would be like yes. So there you go. There I you hope go. that I hope that gets you where you need to be. Yeah. And it was from Clorox seventeen twenty five that the Lord had bestowed upon us an Easter basket full of Christmas crackers. Nobody ever knew what to do with them. They seemed stale and old. But then Benjamin, the wildebeest kid, came down with his fur hand and blessed them, and they turned into delicious Dasani water bottles. <laughs> I believe it was Silver Sam, Sham, Silver Sam and the Sham Rocks, two night at the Wembley Auditorium, who once said. Take a lamp and turn it black, and you got yourself a time saver. <laughs> uh, some emotional waffle about you, your influence on me, etc. This is from Matthias. Matthias. Matthias? M A T H I A S. Matthias, that's German for Matt. Yeah. Hi, Mark and Matt. Or In Matt. the spirit of Matt's newfound sentimentality, I'm writing a sincere email rather than a joke oh. one. Get your Kleenex out, people. Oh, no. Been listening to you goofballs, boofgalls, for a decade now, I think. Can that be right? Yes, it can. From early superego onwards, I'm currently listening to the second Pistol Shrimps mailbag episode while sitting in an airplane taking me from my native Germany, Matthias. Oh, checks. He's not lying. To Norway. Where I'll be living for four years while working as a doctoral student and researcher in medieval archaeology. Holy shit. That's wild. Oh my god. As you can imagine, that's You're a big find change. the Grail tablets. I hope you I hope you do find the Grail From tablets. This canyon of the Crescent Moon. Yeah. Giddy like a schoolboy. 
As you can imagine, that's a big change and quite a bit of anxiety involved listening to you two miraculously temporarily coming back from podcast purgatory just in time is really helping as it has often done in the past. You probably don't realize how much of an influence you've been on my life over the years from my sense of humor to Matt Matters sartorial. His email just went away. What? Hold on. Matters uh, to Matt Matters sartorial and aspirational interior design. So thanks. Oh, that's very nice. I I wish you all the best up there. Where are you going? Norway? Going to Norway. Medieval digging around in those Norwegian holes, trying to find yourself, I don't know, Olaf's pipe cleaner or whatever you're looking for. Uh, on the topic of spoonerisms, my friends and coworkers got into the habit once to pretty much answer with a spoonerism every time a compound word came in, came up in conversation, which in German is quite often. Oh, one time a friend was jokingly called a mistfee, something akin to a bastard. So she subconsciously answered <laughs> immediately <laughs> with the appropriate spoonerism. I won't do that here; it's a family show. Well, Matt did it. So. As a committed fan of Dire Straits, Matt, I hope you also listen to Mark Knopfler's solo work. He really hasn't lost that knack of telling a great story in his lyrics. In my opinion, he's severely underrated as a lyricist. I mean, he wrote a song about Ray Kroc without once mentioning the word burgers or McDonald's in years before the founder came out. God damn it. I, I agree. I think his solo stuff is so good. There's a song off his first solo album called Je suis, Je suis Désolé. Oh, it's so good. Just dobro all over the place. This is from someone. No signature, no name. Hi, Matt and Mark. Wasn't going to write in because I'm shy, and I thought your mailbag episodes were over, but you alluded to doing more as long as you got more mail. You could be shy in an email? Now you'll probably be doing mailbag episodes for the rest of your lives. <laughs> Last time, a listener wrote in and apologized for interrupting Mark to say hi. Matt commented that there were sometimes those moments that you just can't stop f- remembering with anxiety. I have one of those. Okay. I went to your Watergate hotel meetup to beat the crowd. I was so nervous. I brought a wing person to help me out. Anyway, if you don't remember, we got your attention almost a full 30 minutes before listeners arrived. What a dream. You two were both so lovely and asked questions about us, but I was so nervous. I'm pretty sure I came off as lame and boring and some kind of weird mall kid. Well, we like weird mall kids. Yes. I don't remember anybody being weird or boring. No. I remember everybody being friendly and nice. Sometimes I disappointingly remember this meetup and wish I'd remembered any of the questions I wanted to ask you or that I've been more chill so you, you, you could have met my normal cool self. Anyway, it doesn't keep me up at night often. Pistol Shrimps got me through moving to a town where I had no friends for six months and then a year in Barcelona for my master's where I also had to make new friends. It was a way to keep in touch with my boogie in arms, Slynn, who got me hooked on the show in the first place and her boogie, Sean Maboogie. Thanks so much for being uh, weird on air and being friends to those of us who must go without them sometimes. Can't wait to see what you do next and also Super Ego. In case you can't place me, I, I bought I brought you some fan art of Pistol Shrimp spelling bees on and a parchment of scriptures. Here's a picture to jo- I jog. Do remember I that. do remember her. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. She was so nice. I, I, there was, for a second, wouldn't even think that there was anything awkward. No anxiety. That whole no. night was so fun. Yeah. That's why we were there. And we owe it all to Nixon. The clothing company? <laughs> no, that kid that used to come see us and do improv at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. What a sweet. Nixon and Easton. Yeah. Those two kids. There's I always a- thought their dad was a, uh, a ball player. 
Why? I guess I just thought. So Matt and I used to do this. Here's that. Here's that Disneyland story oh, from yeah. way back an hour ago. And this is a show where I had an old lady romantic stalker. That's true. There's a but Disney this is not. For but this is yeah. not that. Yeah. We used to do this improv show, and these two super fun, funny little kids named Nixon and Easton, they they would come to Disneyland practically every day. I think every day that I did that show, they were there. It seemed like it anyway. Yeah. And I always had this theory that their dad was on the Angels. Hmm. That's a good theory because they kind of just were like seemed if you live, wealthy and uh, time to kill. Yeah. If you're in Orange County and your and your dad is playing for the Angels, he's out of town, you know, a hundred days out of the year or more. Yeah. And then he's at the stadium playing baseball the rest of the time. Like, what do you do to fill your day if your mom and the kids? You go see the Department of Untapped Hilarity all at summer Disney's long. Disney's California Adventure six times a day. Yeah. Can we get three people that look like Mormons on bicycles to do some funny jokes? Well, that'll be your job for a couple years. Okay. This is from Tucker Sherry. Shucker, Shucker Terry. Terry. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for doing this. All of this. Pistol Shrimps is hands Wait, down. Real quick. F- yeah. How many listeners just did that along with us? Probably all of them. Yeah. And, and not even with a delay. May have even beat us to it. <clears throat> Pistol Shrimps is hand down my fa- hands down my favorite podcast of all time. It made every second of being on my hour-long commute fantastic, and I was even lucky enough to meet up with you two in D.C., where you did the honor of naming my friend's band while I learned about microbrains. Did you, did you get to interact with that really awkward girl? She was the worst. <laughs> anyway, I have to agree with you that the Pistol Shrimps community has definitely changed into something more than just a fan base, and I think we can capitalize on that. So many people, myself included, have drawn strength from this show, and I think we can use it to build each other up. I'm glistening. For instance, I too was moved by Dustin Kreft's story and want to know if there's a memorial fund or a related cause we could support. Or maybe Pistol Shrimp's charity drives. I don't know how to organize anything like this, but as a wise woman once said, what I like to do is tee up the ball and then you guys kick it down. I say we mobilize barley pops and free throw scriptures for the force of good. Or maybe there's already something like this, and I've been under a rock. Either way, please let us know from Shrimp Searly, Tucker. <laughs> well, we used to originally work with that charity, Hoops for... Uh, you're, I'm totally blanking on the name, but it's going to come to me. Uh, uh, you were going to say Hoops for Humanity. Well, then, then I started... It's Peace try- Players International. Yeah, uh, then I started trying to think of the third three amigo. You still haven't thought of it, have you? It's not Guy Smiley. That's a Muppet. Smy Guy Light. Peace Players International would be the Pistol Shrimps charity of choice. I think when we did some of that business during the games, we thought without the Pistol Shrimps, we would not have this podcast anyway. Right. This wouldn't have started. Yeah. And so we thought it was only appropriate to let them name their charity of choice. And Peace Players International is a charity that provides basketball coaches and resources in war-torn and less fortunate areas of our planet. And the teams often play each other from opposing sides of the conflict. Correct. Yeah. It's the children of conflict areas playing basketball together. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You can donate to Peace Players International. Go ahead and do that. We'd love it. Andrew Brandt says, yes, do it. I will subscribe to your new podcast. Love the 2019 end of the year show. Look forward what you, to what you do next. Love. I also love uh, Rise of Skywalker. Cried when Lando showed up with the fleet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Dilly B. Williams. D- William December Williams. 
Uh, this is a question from Eric. Hey, Mark and Matt. Matt, you and Amanda sat next to me at Triple Beam Pizza on Wednesday. This would have been Wednesday, January, early January. I didn't say anything. Is there a way you prefer to be addressed in public? Should I have sung a Chloris Leachman as you approached? Should I have started a heated argument with you about Rise of Skywalker? Should I have ignored you and instead complimented your wife's many podcasts? Or did I read the situation correctly and respect your little date night out? Regardless, I'm rooting for this mysterious new iteration of the show. I miss my ears being inundated with Matt and Mark. Thanks, Eric. Oh, my God. Wait, this is the place in Highland Park where they cut the pizza with scissors. That's right. Yeah. It's good. I like that spot. Ah, yeah. I I think I remember the time he's talking about because we haven't been there that many times. And Oh, no. You just, just say whatever you want to say. I, don't, I mean... You'd lay it on me, whatever you want to do. God That's how to damn. do it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. We had some good pizza there that time. I'm sure we were in good moods because we were eating good pizza. This one says that you don't need to read it on the podcast. So should I read it on the podcast? Well, read it first in case okay, it's got on. nudity. Oh, I see. Yeah, we've already read his thing. Okay. Yeah. Dan Webb. Hello, you two. Salutations from Vancouver Island. This might appear to be a weird question, but trust me when I say it's very important. What's a good title for a movie about someone who's addicted to stealing dogs? Thanks, Dan. What? What's a good title for a movie about someone who's addicted to stealing dogs? Well, in college, my roommate made a short film called Dog Scam, and it was a guy who would find dogs. He would would find dogs and then put up Lost dog. It was some scam where the lost dog reward sign. He was sort of stealing dogs and waiting. That's what it was. He'd steal people's dogs and look for the signs around town for a reward and then return the dogs he had stolen because there was no way to prove that he had stolen the dogs. Dog scam. Not a great title, in my opinion. Uh, a movie about stealing dogs. Stealing dogs. Canine. Caper, capers. Uh, Canine caper. Um, wolf swipe. The wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> wolf in sheep's clothing. Arfield. Arfield! <laughs> the A dog who. The dog hates who. Lasagna. And loves Mondays. <laughs> the man. Dan, I don't have a great answer for you here. Dog thief. Dog thief. Dog. Lotsa. Uh-oh. No, try and go Lotsa Opsa, and that's not going to work. Mm. Well, we'll have to get back to you on that and the guy from Three Amigos. Who who, who, who took, took my, my dog? dogs out? Who took my dogs out? That's what it is. <laughs> this is from Ben. So glad to hear you together again in podcast form these last couple of weeks. In your most recent mailbag, you mentioned a a modern times brew called Ochio Malochio. And I agreed it sounded like a Gorleyism, which made me chuckle as a beer nerd. The craft beer industry is obviously beer. rife with weird and creative names. So I'm curious if you were to start a Pistol Shrimp Brewing Company, what might be some of the names of your more popular beers? Thanks for all the laughs, Ben. There's an LA Modern Times location downtown called the Darkness Dojo, which unfortunately can't be spoonerized. Darkness Dojo? Dankness Dojo. Oh. Donkness Dojo is his. Jankness Dojo. Jankness Dodo. I have been down to that Dankness Dojo. It's pretty good. Mm. Though it does smell like they're making beer in there. Yeah. Han Mabrugi. Han Mabrugi is probably one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, two Ama- American basketball beers. <laughs> uh, 
Multi hockey. Multi hockey. That's good. Yeah. Um, Look, we're ready. If there's a craft brewer out there that's having trouble naming beers, we're ready to go. Yeah. We'll probably just have one called like Double Dribble. Sexy Ref. Sexy Half. Yeah, Sexy Half. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Is there this thing with Hoppy? Hop? Hop my boogie? Mm. Poor gullet. Poor parentheses in your in parentheses gullet. Um. Oh, this is Jenny Nelson, but we read this, and then didn't. Do you remember Kyle and Jenny, the two people that got separated at birth and now they're trying to find each other yeah, again or right. work or something like right. that? Yeah. I do feel like somewhere in this pile, Kyle finally reaches out. We, we can't just let that die away. This says, kind of bummed that Kyle didn't reach out. He may have unsubscribed. I was chatting someone with someone who turned out to be a buddy of his. Next time he sees Kyle, he's going to say hi and get back on the horse. He can't send a text or call. He has to wait till he sees him. We have read this one before. Okay. So I know that somewhere in here we're going to get to it. Ruby. Oh. This is a, a heart wrencher. Uh-oh. A few years ago, I came out to my family. Sadly, it did not go well. In the midst of losing my family, I stumbled upon your podcast. Whenever I was grappling with a sense of loss, I would listen to your gleeful banter and it would calm me down. I felt like I'd lost my sense of belonging, and you gave me back some of that. You'll never know how much you mean to me. Thanks for being my surrogate family. Deepest regards, Ruby. Oh, oh Ruby. Ruby. Don't do that to me. You. I mean, do it to me. And Well, I don't even know what to say except for first, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yes. And second... The fact that you would want us to be your family makes me so crazy happy. And yeah. now I am your family yeah. and I need to borrow money. <laughs> I, that's amazing. To yeah. Me. I'm sorry God that that damn. happened too. I don't know what that's like, but I, I, I can only imagine it's damn near impossible to deal with. Yeah. Just any, if you took any ounce of solace from this stupid thing that we do, well, then there it's worth it. I agree. This is um, this is from Nicholas. Dear Matt and Mark, once ordered, uh, Matt offered, uh, once offered to write a poem if I used the promo code to buy a watch. <laughs> he did not disappoint. My brother Steve and I love everything you guys are involved with and can't wait for the new podcast. Uh, Sona has a recreational volleyball league, hint, hint. She's a dodgeball league, I think. What doesn't she do? Um, she's a woman of all trades. Do you remember this poem? Clarence by Matt Gorley. <laughs> so the deal was if you bought, I think, an MVMT We had a promotion watch with M- MVMT watches. For this show? Yes. Okay. We read some advertisements on our show, and if you ordered a watch, Matt offered to write a poem about whatever. Okay, yeah. Oh, what can be said of old Clarence? He purchases kibble with hair pence. His paws may be slower, but in love, he's a grower and makes even the legs of a chair tense. Jesus. <laughs> What's a hair pence? I don't know. It rhymes with Clarence, really. Yeah. 
This is from Adam. Hey, Mark and Matt wanted to ask Matt a question. You got married shortly after I did, and I was wondering, is it everything you hoped it'd be? I'm having a blast and assume you are too, because you are married to one of the funniest people out there, Amanda Lund. Thanks, guys. I would politely like to request that you both go screw. All the best, Adam. Commence screwing. Uh, it sure is. Being married's real great. I love it. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I couldn't. F- Could you find- go back to the old ways? No. Yeah. In the old days? No way. No way. But that's why I think I waited so goddamn long anyway. Yeah. I had to wait for the right train to come choo chooing along. Here's Ruben. Sportscasters Extraordinaires just had to get an email in. Genuinely missed the games, but these mailbag episodes are almost as good. Keep it up. I made it to a few games in LA and love them. Hi to Big Ben in London. Ruben from Arizona. Hi, Ruben. Thanks, Ruben. Yeah. Just a short and sweet. How you doing? Right. Justin. My favorite referee nicknames are Referend Leland Buzz Meeks. <laughs> from LA Story. Matt, or are no. you a fan of... Are you only a fan of LA Confidential, the movie, or are you a fan of the book as well? Great to see you pop up in my feed, my book. Sorry about the Vikings. Oh, well, what are you going to do? I've never read the book. I've never read the book either. I really liked that movie when it came out, but I haven't seen it since. I think it's pretty good still. I haven't seen it in a while either. I think I've said before that I was convinced that a character named Rolo Tumasi was a anagram of some kind and i spent nights up trying to think of what that would be because no one's named rollo tumasi unless you're doing a stunt show well matt this is from james mclaughlin and he wants to know if we want to come to colorado and do a film festival because we had mentioned doing a super ego live film thing so maybe he's reached out to you already because i feel like somebody has reached out in some capacity well, I was going to pitch it somewhere doing our our cinema commentaries live. That's right. And I think, theater. so this person is saying, come to Denver, Colorado and do it part for this thing. So maybe I'll pass this along to you and just see what's going on. Yeah. All right. I mean, just tell that person to send the details and an offer or whatever, however it works. Let me mark this email as unread again. James, uh, this is Chris, sorry. Hey guys, I'm a college professor. You've inspired me to work a little bit of lunacy into my lectures to keep things fresh for me and the undergrads. Thanks for everything. You're great. Keep it up. Chris, these short and sweet ones are nice. Just people, we've touched this man's life. He's doing lectures and then he's probably putting in a little bit of free throw scripture. He's losing textures. Shouting a Chloris Leachman at his students. That's got to be strange coming out of left field. I love it. Uh, I don't know what this is, but I feel like it's going to be good. This is from Krister Fulp Piction. <laughs> Dear Pistol and the Shrimp. <laughs> Saturday nights on CBS. I am so excited every time I see one of these letter reading opuses pop up in the old Stitchy Preems. I found the original script for Pulp Fiction. Thought you guys would like to read this tiny interaction between Jules and Yolanda from the showdown in the diner at the end. Thanks for all the laughs, warmth, and genuine good cheer. Dire Straits from Krister. Uh, I can read both parts. Okay. Uh, whenever Jules talks to Yolanda, he never looks at her, only at Pumpkin. Jules to Yolanda. So we cool, Yolanda? You ain't gonna do anything. St- we ain't gonna do anything stupid, are we? Yolanda crying. Don't you hurt him, Jules. Nobody's gonna hurt anybody. We're gonna be like three boar gullets. And what's boar gullet like? No answer. Come on, Yolanda. What's boar gullet like? Through tears, unsure. He knows the truth. Correct, Amundo. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Justin writes in, 
Sorry to add your Sisyphusian. Ta- sorry to add to your Sisyphusian task of trying to get through these emails, but I had to reach out and thank you for the work you do. You really change lives for the better with your work. I'm a professional board and card game designer. Ooh. Your podcast got me through the tough years of being an unprofessional board and card game designer. Along the way, you've inspired several half baked game ideas. I figured I should get your blessings before maybe I work on one. Hmm. Here's the first one: Time to Kill Tomorrow, a Bond adjacent social deduction game where you attempt to execute secret missions, complete thrilling set complete thrilling set pieces, fight memorial memorial, fight memorable villains and maybe find time for romance without getting caught by the other players or the agents of wrath, worldwide ransoming, assassinations, intelligence and terrorism heuristics. <laughs> heuristics. Oh, wraith, not wrath. Oh. <laughs> Here's game 2, Battle of the Stunt Spectaculars. Oh man. Each player runs a different stunt spectacular in an amusement park. Build up your show to have the most thrills and try not to kill the actors. It's actually <laughs> I love a it. fun. I love that the game isn't like the action of the stunt show. It's the economics and just bureaucracy of building a stunt show at a theme park. <laughs> Podcast the board game, a two-player cooperative game where you and a partner have to make a great show, avoid dead air, and grow a loyal fan base that would listen to your insane ramblings. Also, let me know if you need any games made. I'm open to suggestions. Agape, Justin. Agape? It might be agape. They're spelled the same, but they, but they sound are different. a world apart. This is Kelly. Uh, oh, this is an update. Kelly had to surrender some pets. Her cats had to oh. go live elsewhere, I believe. Yes. Her health was declining. I wrote this email in October. Just in case it gets read on an episode, I wanted to send an addendum. Everything in it still stands, except somehow I've come around to Matt's side about Downeaster Alexa. I yes. think it's a beautiful song. It means you. Terrible lyrics, but somehow that them. doesn't matter. Just wanted to set the record Terrible straight. Terrible lyrics? I'm okay, doing your next bit, step is to get on board with the lyrics. I'm doing a bit better now. Long way to go, but better. Looking forward to the mysterious new project from Kelly. Well, thanks, Kelly, but you're wrong. Um... Wait, what is she? She's wrong about how the lyrics aren't good. You, I agree with you, Mark. No, this is from dear Mark and Matt. I'm sitting at my kitchen island eating chicken parm and joyfully listening to your January 14th mailbag episode. Does life get any better than listening to two good buddies fumbling with their quote unquote equipment trying to get comfortable together in a hot tub? Spoiler, it doesn't. I forgot about that. I'm a longtime fan. I've delighted in multiple re-listens to the show, but not more than four. Thanks for uh, all you do for us Pistol Shrimps Radio Boogies. Here's my question. It seems to me that part of your magic is how you bring out the best and craziest of each other. What do you most appreciate about one another, and how does it enable you to do what you do best? Cheers. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. This guy or me? You. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate me, too. That's a, I, Mark allows me to hate me. Yeah, this is a pure... This is a podcast driven by pure hate. What people don't know is we always do this podcast back to back. We're never looking at each other. That's right. Yeah. I'm in another part of the country. Yeah. And I'm... And I won't even face the video monitor where you can see me. I'm... A raindrop from the sky I come when nature calls What you don't seem to realize I don't know how to answer that question Would like to fall Well, 
I, I, yeah, I don't either because there's too many things. It's just your whole makeup that I love. Yeah. Every little thing I hate, but somehow the gestalt of it all is something I love. Well, I just think if you do funny things with somebody for long enough, you, you don't even have to talk about it really anymore. We have a shorthand for sure that is invaluable to me. And also has never been discussed. Never. It's just a natural... So we're not about to start now. No. So Jonathan, go screw. For a living. Jeffrey. Hi, guys. Seen you do Super Ego at the Bell House in Brooklyn a bunch of times. You're always amazing. That would be the name of our marital aid podcast. Go screw. <laughs> is that the name of the third amigo? <laughs> gone screwing instead of gone fishing. Oh, yeah. The last few times I've been bringing back the same poster for you to sign. I think it's funny, and it saves me the cost of eventually... Uh, having to eventually frame a new poster for each show. Hope you don't mind. Not at all. Uh, thing is, I'm having a hard time knowing when it's done. Right now, there are three sets of signatures. Do I just keep bringing it back indefinitely? How signed is two signed? Jeff in Queens. <laughs> Why don't you ask the founding fathers? Yeah. I don't know how many times. I think you have to see this through. Yeah. And just continue to get it signed. I think it's not signed fully until there's no poster showing. I think it's not signed fully until there's no remaining living members of Superego. Or humans on the planet. So, so about 20 years. There you go. This is from Kyle. Love all your work and Reese? appearances on other podcasts. I have recently started playing Dungeons and Dragons and somehow became the DM. We're four sessions in, and I have already ran out of voices to use. Can you please share some voices I can steal that won't destroy my voice if the characters turn out to be a recurring character? Here are some phrases to try out. I cast magic missile. I cast magic missile. I'm a misunderstood ogre. Roll for initiative. Stop thief. Stop thief. Okay. Uh, Fuck. That's a huge dragon. Fuck. That's a huge dragon. Prepare to die, mortal. Prepare to die, mortal. Okay, so these are all these are all voices you can do with your feet propped up on an ottoman, just leaning back in your chair. <laughs> Thanks from Kyle. Cheening back in your lair. Justin J. Just writing to say how big a fan I am, doing my part to make sure you have to keep reading emails so you don't leave again. My wife and I drove to from North to North Carolina from Wisconsin, and I made her listen to several of these. I had a great time, but she didn't care for them. But through these episodes, I found out she had never heard of The Price is Right. What? Which is still shocking to Is me. she from somewhere else? Anyway, thanks for letting me clog up your inbox. That uh, This is a fun thing, because uh, Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus are doing a podcast right now called Newcomers yeah. about watching Star Wars for the first time. And I guess, in a way, I think that is possible. It is possible for someone to not have seen Star Wars, though it seems Clearly. very unlikely to me. Yeah. This seems more unlikely. Did she never stay home from school sick? Yeah. Did she never have an, a period of unemployment in her life? And then if you watch television in the morning, you have to turn it off before the showcase showdown or you're not going to leave the house. Did she never just watch Price is Right? I love Prices Right. Yeah, I do too. My grandpa loved it. My grandma yeah, my grandma loved it, loved it too. Oh man, oh man. I went and watched a tape. I went once to a or taping. twice. Yeah. Did you go to a Barker taping? I did in college. Yeah. Yeah, I went to like Bob Barker's. He was in the final like thirty days. Oh of wow. His, uh, 
Of Ron. His- and then, uh, do you know who Mark Steinus is? No. He was on Entertainment Tonight, and he was uh, he does the Rose Parade now. Okay. He replaced Bob Eubanks on the oh. Rose Parade, but the, he auditioned to be the host. Oh. So we did a whole taping of the show. Uh, and then yeah. Mark Steinus did sort of a dry run where no, we were all asked if we would stay after and play games, but you would win a. It was like you won a hundred dollar gift mm. card instead of the prize. So it was like you don't have to come up. We're just trying to see if Mark would be a good host for the show. Our good friend Jeff Davis he was tried, tried out for the announcer to be Drew Carey's sidekick, and so I went to that. Oh, yeah. Well, they were doing those live on the air, I think, as like a week of trying out new announcers. If you've never watched The Price is Right, it's a game show on CBS, <laughs> and they give away a lot of prizes. There's a documentary that I can't recommend, but if you're a fan of Prices Right, I can recommend it. About uh, how the prizes never changed. The prices never changed, and so you could, if you had a good memory and you could do math, yeah. you could you could win prizes. And someone did. Yes. And a lot footage, of game show scandals. The footage is amazing for mm, that. Okay. Drew Carey. Uh, they the guy guessed it to the dollar or one. He was one dollar off on the final showcase. Wow. And but Drew thought over. he was cheating, and you can see it in the video. He kind of throws it away because he thinks, well, this will never make it to air because mm. clearly something is going on. Yeah. But in truth, what is what was going on was there was a guy in the audience who had just memorized all the price value prize mm. values and well, did a very educated guess. We don't need to watch the documentary anymore. Do you want to ruin McMillions now? Sure. You want me to? No. God, price is right. You got to do it. Yeah. Hi, my bugs. Don't know if there'll be another mailbag episode. I thought I'd send this anyway. A while back, I emailed you guys asking for some name ideas for our first baby. I really wanted to use the name The, the Helmet Wizard. <laughs> Is that one we gave? Or Rejection Lady. But the, my wife said those names were already too popular. <laughs> anyway, we decided to go with Valencia instead, but I appreciate the suggestions regardless. It's a nice name, Valencia. My favorite refresher. Anyway, Valencia is about one and a half now, and she's the best little book we could ask for. Attached is a picture of her scoring one American basketball point. We're in the works to add another little bug. We're not expecting yet, but uh, maybe as the time this is read, we will be. Or maybe number two will already be born by then. Who knows? If you guys get any more top top-notch free throw scripture names in you, if this doesn't get read by the time the spawn is born, we'll just hold off naming it. Thanks for continuing this silly podcast. I uh, look forward to whatever you guys do in the future. Go screw from Brandon. All right. More baby names? Yeah. Well, you want to see this picture of this baby dunking a basketball? Ah. <laughs> um, double gotch. Ruthless Kib. Ruthless People, the movie The Kid. Range Rover. Rabo Combobio, so no, 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 no. Lace sensor noiseless pickup. <laughs> death, what do y'all know about death? Y'all smoke this shit so as to escape from reality? Me, I don't need this shit. I am death. Those are just some you could use, Brandon. Yeah. This is from Andrew. Long time, first time, love the show. The hot tub soggy mailbag episode made my day in my office. 
Uh, if all the Sokolites continue to write in with cogent questions and stream of consciousness diatribes, we can keep the mailbag iteration of the best show on the airwaves going. People are starting to figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, what's your favorite party dip? I like guacamole. Mm. I like a spinach and artichoke dip. I like mm. a hummus. Yeah, I like, I like all those. I like a queso dip. Oh, yeah, queso's That delicious. queso dip at home state? Forget it. I've already forgotten it. What was I talking about? Queso dip from oh, home state. Oh, forget it. I did. What? Huh? Who are you? If you were a crocodile, what Monopoly game piece would you use? Look, if I play Monopoly, I always try to pick the battleship. Really? That's just a thing I do. I guess I'm a thimble guy from way back. Sure, but if you were an alligator, same. I don't um, think it changes. No, I'd pick the... Well, what is there? There's a wrench, there's a gun, there's a rope. Yeah, I'd probably do that bent pipe. Yeah. How would you describe your ideal smell? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, nothing like a Christmas tree smell. Yeah, that'd be my number Or like one. a woody, like a... Yeah, pine. But a, but a very subtle. Yeah. I don't really need to be blasted. No, I, I have smell. sensitive smell. I have non-sensitive smell, so if I'm smelling a thing, it's usually too late. Oh, Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. I'm the last guy to smell good, oh, bad, man. or otherwise. Yeah, I'm the first guy to smell. Jason Zito writes in, stage fright is, his t- is the subject. Stage fright, the feeling smashing. I've discovered free throw scriptures can be repurposed for a very important use. I, like most men at a urinal, get pee-shy from time to oh, time. Oh, I used to have that. I've realized that a great solution is to mentally improvise a free-throw scripture to redirect the mind and let the rivers flow. Works That's every good. time. Yeah. At this point, it should only be done silently, but maybe someday men everywhere can be bold enough to proclaim the truth of scripture out loud at every urinal across the land. If you did scriptures out loud, you'd probably give other people pee fright. Yeah, they'd leave. Yeah. This is from Jeremy. The subject, 29 Palms. I just wanted to say I love the podcast. Because of you two, I've gotten many a strange look as people walk by my desk and see me laughing like a strange mall kid. I also wanted to say that you introduced me to 29 Palms, and I couldn't love it more. And the music video is just as amazing. Wait, have I seen the video? You ever thought of doing a shot-for-shot remake? (laughs) I hadn't, not until this moment. One final request. Could you do a Cloris Leachman with my name? His name's Jeremy Vandebosch. Me and Remy Vandebosch and watching Bosch and painting Bosch down at Bosch Hardware or Bosch Auto Hardware. Body. <laughs> Wait, is Remy short for Jeremy? This is actually blowing my mind. I think so. Remy is a... It may also be like a French name. Jeremy the Vandy Bosch and Bilbo's down at Gandalf's Gulch. Uh... Maybe we should go out on some 29 palms. You think so? Yeah. We got 22 left. I don't think we're going to make that time. Ooh. That, well, you've done it, listeners. You've, you've grandfathered in at least a fourth episode of Pistol Shrimp's Mailbag. Also, the video I'm watching of 29 palms is pixelated into about eight pixels. Why? So you can't tell what anything is. Do you think that's the actual video? It can't be. It's the official... Uh, is your internet speed down? It might be. Oh, there we go. 
Oh, yeah. Well, now suddenly it's in color. He's just driving out to 29 Palms. You think that's his car? Yeah. The, the producer probably called Robert Plant and said, Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Look, we weren't able to get a car for the video. Do you have a car you could drive out to the desert? Yes, I do. Uh, her velvet glove? Down and down and down. Oh, now someone's playing pool. And then he's just talking through a neon sign. Oh, buddy. You don't like this song, Mark? I just think it's fine. And I think you could listen to Zeppelin and get a more delightful and distilled version of Zeppelin's trying too hard. This is the real deal. This is the height of later, lesser, and lamer. Yeah. There's just a man with a parakeet and a body and a chalk line. No body and a chalk line. This is the same guy that sang Immigrant Song. I know. Well, he had some growing to do. He had some learning to do. Oh, did he? Yeah. You wait a while for the hook. There's a hook? This is it. I got another later, lesser, lamer. You got another one? Yeah. You want to save it for next time? Yeah, but I want to tease it. All right. I'll just say it. How much of this song can you play before you... What do you mean? Is anyone going to care that you're playing this song? Like, rights-wise? Yeah. That's never stopped us before. That's true. Walk Through This World With Me by Mark Cohn. But that, not walking in Memphis. I know, I know. But uh, that's like that's saying that Mark Cohn used to have this giant yes, career he with did. who walking in Memphis, and yeah. that's it. And paper walls. <laughs> if you were saying like John Fogarty's, who's that? It's the lead singer of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Who are they? Oh God. That I would listen to. Walking in Memphis Cone. was a ubiquitous radio hit. Do you know the game I play every time I go home? Though I don't think this radio station exists anymore. What? The old in the, in the Twin Cities, there was a radio station called Cities 97, 97.1 FM, like modern hits. Yeah. Of the 80s, 90s, and today, some shit like that. Kind of an indie FM radio station. Decent music. And I would just, whenever I would go back to the Twin Cities, I'd put on Cities 97 and just wait to hear Walking in Memphis. And it would never take very long. Yeah, I bet. They played it all the time. It's a brilliant song. I also used to think this was 29 Parms, like chicken Parmesans. Do you ever figure out who the third amigo is? Nope. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. We'll see you next time. Chicken sandwich, bringing me back down the road. And leave me
song song's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.